Uh, it's good to see you all this morning. As Jesse said, my name is Amanda Beeson. I'm really happy to be here today and that you guys are uh, so welcoming to me. And I only hope that, um, you know, I just share something that touches your heart and really have prayed a lot about it that I know and trust that God has a very special message and special word for each one of you. That's one of my favorite things about God is that he is so unique to each of us. And it's so interesting to me how we can hear a message and five different people hear different things from it. And that is truly just because it's God. And so uh, that being said, I do want to talk a little bit about why I am in the position I'm in. And it goes back uh, through the story of my life. And so I'm going to share a little bit of just kind of my testimony with you today and then just talk to you about how God has worked through that and, and led me to where I am today. So first thing, I want to make sure, did everybody get one of these little checklist things. If you didn't, will you raise your hand and Terry will give you one? Okay, because this is going to be key. Oh, we got one person right there. Thank you, Terry. Um, so this is going to be something that we, uh, that we go over in a little bit. Um, so to give you a little bit of background, uh, started with a pretty normal childhood and uh, the thing that kind of stuck out a little bit, my parents had me when they were young in college and so for the younger part of my years, my, my dad wasn't around a whole lot. He was in school and um, just kind of in friend mode and didn't see, see, see my dad a lot, but I, he was always very um, much a part of my life. And then when I was 14 years old, my parents got divorced. And that was a very critical time for me in my life. It was, a, you know, teenage years. I was seeing what love is kind of all about. And what I found was that love um, doesn't last and that it wasn't really real. And what did that actually mean? It had me questioning love a lot. And so then I found myself in a relationship with a wonderful boy in high school. And I just loved him so much and he loved me. And that is what I found to be love. And so I poured everything into that relationship and I trusted it with everything that I had. It was my safe space. When I was having a hard time at home, um, I'd go over to his house. His parents were still together, and so it was just a happy, nice little bubble of what love was. And then we broke up, and I didn't know what on earth to do. And then I was questioned again, what is love? I thought that this was love, and this isn't love. And so what happened was I just was always seeking this love, this this void that I was, that I didn't have, that I was looking for, and I was seeking it in all these different relationships. And so I ended up becoming involved with a lot of different non-committal relationships, uh, oftentimes people who didn't really want to be in relationships, and I would chase after them and hope that they'd want me, and they didn't, and then I'd be devastated again. And so I was just really confused for a lot of my life about what love was. So then I moved to Nashville. I am a singer and a songwriter. I play music and uh, I moved to Nashville and I did music full time for about a year and a half. And I was going full force in the honky tonks and I played the bar scene is what it was. And uh, I had the owners that uh, told me, hey, you sound good, you look good. 
let's hire you. And that is what it came down to. It was really that I was a female, I looked good, and go run that tip jar is really kind of what I was there for. And I was doing everything I could to show them how good I was and to just prove myself. And I ended up really changing my appearance a lot. I, I really started wearing clothes and things that I wasn't super comfortable wearing. Um, I was saying things and doing things that I wasn't super comfortable doing, but I wanted to fit in. I wanted to you know, show them that I was good enough and I could do it. And... Um, in that time, I really, really lost myself. I found that I was, you know, really took up that scene. I was partying more often than I was not and um, just, just felt more lost than I've ever felt. So I removed myself from that uh, scene and I ended up working at, uh, in Franklin at a city job and I was the facilities worker. So I was cleaning toilets and I was setting up for events and cleaning the building and it was there that God really worked on my heart. I think that he needed me to be alone um, so that he could talk to me and, and get in my head in a way that the world was not. You know, the world had really had a grasp on my head and my heart. And so he worked on my heart. Uh, I listened to podcasts and music all day when I was working this job. So one day I gave, uh, I was at the gas station, and there was a girl there. Her name was Miranda, and she needed a ride. She was currently homeless at the time, and she needed a ride somewhere. And so I gave her a ride and uh, talked to her. She was in my car for 12 minutes, and she was sharing her story about life. And it made me realize that her story and my story really weren't very different at all. Our outcomes were different. Our circumstances were different. But the way that we felt about life and the things that we had gone through and some of the mistakes that we had made were very similar. And so that really just, like, grabbed my heart. I dropped her off on the side of the road somewhere that she wanted to be dropped off. And I went home and cried because I realized that I was so broken and I was just so lost. And so I wrote this song, and I wrote a song to her. I wanted her to know that she was special and that she meant something to God and to people. And so I wrote this song, and that's kind of where it was going to end for me. But God had bigger plans, so I ended up releasing an EP um, with the intention that maybe someday she'll hear it, maybe it will touch other people's heart. Well, then he planted the seed in my heart to start a nonprofit for young girls, and he gave me the words beauty mark in a dream one night. I woke up, what on earth does beauty mark mean? And I googled beauty mark into uh, Pinterest, beauty mark quotes, and came across the phrase that said, be the person who leaves a mark, not a scar. And that was the beginning to everything. And that is all God. And so you may know or may have seen that there is, um, Beauty Mark is a program that we have here. That's the youth part. Um, my heart was really changed by my experience and the path that I had taken, the way that I was always seeking love and validation from all the wrong places. And so now I have such a huge passion to reach other girls, to let them know that they do matter and that they're important because they are, and to show them what that looks like in maybe a different way that they haven't seen before. 
So I came back to Michigan, started a nonprofit, was working with the girls, and I met a wonderful man, and he happened to be in recovery. He had a long-running heroin with addiction, or he had a long-running addiction with heroin. And when I met him at the time, he was doing well, and um, he was working at the church with me. We got engaged, and shortly after we got engaged, he relapsed. And it was a very, very interesting journey. I had never really been exposed uh, to drugs. I didn't really know what that journey was like or what it would even entail at all. And it turns out it was really hard um, for any of those of you who may be struggling or who know somebody who's struggling, you know that that is a really difficult journey. Um, it's full of lots of ups and downs. And so I was at a point that I was really, really struggling um, with how to deal with him, how to deal with me, how to feel about it, how to live life. Um, my, my life became very consumed with how can I help him? How can I fix him? Um, how can life be better? So this is the part where we talk about the checklist. So I was lost and I didn't know what to do. And oftentimes, unfortunately, when we are at our lowest, that's when we reach out to God. I definitely encourage you, if you're at a good place right now, it's a good time to reach out to God. Uh, don't wait until you're at your lowest. But for me, I was at one of the darkest points in my life and I knew that everything I was doing was not working. And so I got this book. It was called Prayers for Your Prayer Journal for Your Husband, 31 Days of Prayer. Amazing. If you're married, I highly recommend it. They have it one for your husband, one for your wife. And it's a prayer journal. And so I started doing this journal. And every day it would give me a topic that I needed to pray for my husband. And then I would journal about it. And one day, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 came up in my prayer journal. And I read the verse, and I did my homework, and all of a sudden, this image came to my mind. Again, I love how unique God is and how he speaks to us in the ways that we need to hear. God literally gave this to me in my brain, and it was a checklist. And I've heard this verse, I'm sure many of you who've heard the word, have heard this verse from time to time. It's frequently a marriage verse. You hear it at weddings. Love is patient. Love is kind. La, la, la. It's a beautiful little just phrase or saying that's said at weddings. That's what I had always kind of thought of it. Like I almost wasn't like sick of this verse. So I'm like, I've heard it so many times. Well, then he gave me the checklist. And this verse has changed my life. And so the checklist, I'm going to read through the verse first. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So remember, at the time, I was dealing with somebody that I was married to that I loved very, very much that was struggling so badly with the disease of addiction. 
for those of you who may maybe know, it, it can be tough to be patient in those situations. It can be tough to be kind. Um, so pretty much the first two tripped me up every day. I would try to go through the, the checklist and say, you know, okay, let's, let's try to love well today. Let's love the way that God wants me to love. Was I patient? Ugh, nope. Try again tomorrow. And then I'd start with the checklist. Okay, I'm going to be patient today. And then 20 minutes later, I would be yelling. And I was not patient. So still to this day, patience isn't my strong suit. Uh, so I have to frequently check myself. But I love this checklist. It, he put this in the words that was like a nice saying that I had heard often to a checklist of action. God is love. God is love. That is what he wants us to do every single day, and that's what he want us, wants us to feel from him. And he's the perfect model and example of love. And he gave us this checklist of love. And so as I go through, you know, he said, okay, was I patient? Was I kind? Was I humble? So when we go back to the verse, it does not envy. Um, did I stay away from jealousy? I fall into that category sometimes. Facebook, Instagram, that's a really, really easy place to all of a sudden, well, they're all in Florida this week. Let's talk about everybody who's on spring break and we're here, you know. Um, but we're excited and we're happy for them that they get to soak up the sunshine. Um, did I speak honorably about others? Uh, did I refrain from selfish thoughts? Let's just talk about the thoughts. That's a hard part in itself. And then did I stay uh, away from selfish actions as well? Did I remain calm and understanding? Did I try to see the other person's side of it? It kind of all ties in with the patience and the selfishness. Sometimes we react because we're thinking about how it made us feel instead of how maybe it made somebody else feel. Did I surrender judgment into God's hands? Now, that comes right down to, you know, oh, I know that, you know, she was out doing this, that, or the other yesterday, and now she's here at church. Oh, this, that, or the other. That's uh, judgment for God, and that's things that we don't need to worry about. Did I tell the truth? Uh, that seems like, for me, that seems like an easy one, like, oh, I told the truth. That means, like, little white lies. That means, like, you know, all of it, like all of the truth. So there's the checklist. That's a tall order in itself, right? Like I said, I get hung up on patient and kind. Um, so that's a, that's a nice checklist. Then we go on to it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So the word always really smacked me in the face when I read that. I'm like, that's a pretty strong, definitive word. So I looked up in the dictionary, what does always really mean? It means at all times, on all occasions. Okay, so the checklist was a tall order. Now we're talking, we get to do those all the time with every single person that we encounter in every single situation. 
Does anybody else feel overwhelmed by that? I do. Um, and I've had a lot of time to think about this. You guys are just getting this checklist. So the cool thing about it is that God knows that we're not perfect. We're human. We make mistakes. We mess up. There's going to be days that we maybe don't get past number one on the checklist. The good news is he loves us regardless of how we are loving. Sometimes we're not loving well, but he's still pouring that out on us, and he's still loving us in this perfect way. The cool thing about God is that he has it together. He always protects. He always trusts. He always hopes. He always perseveres. He's always patient with us. He's always kind with us. He's always humble. He loves us. He's so good. So what we get to remember is that this is our model. This is our example. This is what he wants for us, and this is what he wants us to do to others. If there, in my opinion, if there's one thing that we could learn from this whole book, <laughs> this whole book is love. He wants us to love, and he wants us to know love. And what love is, is him. He wants us to know him. He's waiting to just have a relationship with you. He's ready. So maybe you're somebody who hasn't quite gotten there yet. Well, number one, he's patient. So he's been waiting and waiting, and he'll continue to wait and continue to wait until you're ready. But he's ready whenever you are. And sometimes maybe our past has taught us that God is not kind. You know, why did he let this happen to me? Why didn't he just stop it? Why didn't he, why didn't he protect me? Sometimes the things that happen in life, we see that as God's not protecting me. Well, we can trust and we know that God is kind because he overcomes the bad. He's already overcome it. Satan is full of dirty, dirty, evil tricks. And, and he's really good at deceiving us. And so a lot of times we're like, man, God, you're, you're, why'd you let this happen? How'd you, how did this happen if you're good, if you're protecting? I look directly at my life and the things that, you know, hurt me. And oftentimes it was me. It wasn't God. It was the choices that I made. Or sometimes life just happened and it hurt and it sucked. I don't know if I should say that word, but like it did, you know, and on the flip side of it, I look at the growth and the healing that was able to happen because of that. I wouldn't be standing here being able to do recovery and do youth if I didn't go through the things that I did. And that's amazing. I wake up every single day just so grateful that I'm able to connect with people and love with people on a whole different level. I, I mean, one of my biggest shortcomings, I used to be one of the judgiest people I've ever met. And I didn't realize that I was. And then when I became married to somebody who was in my mind, before I had met him, like, who are you? What are you doing with your life? Like, I had bad thoughts. 
And all of a sudden, I'm married to somebody that I love so much and want so much for him to be healthy and good, and I see all the good in him. That wrecked my my judgment. Like, it doesn't matter what what you've done. It doesn't matter what you're currently even doing right now. God has created you in amazing ways. God has such a unique and special purpose for each and every one of you. And for me to ever think differently of that, like, ooh, because I was in a really rough spot before. And there were things that I'm super, super not proud of in my life. But he's brought me through that. And he intended good for me. Satan, he's our enemy and he doesn't intend good for us. And the minute that we get our eyes over there and we start listening to that silliness that he's speaking in our head, like, we start believing lies about ourselves. We start believing, like, I'm not good enough. What could God actually do with me? Well, I've been this way, so I can't change. That's like, did you all, like, feel the heaviness of that? <laughs> it feels heavier in here. Because it's a lie. It's chains. It's heaviness. The flip side is that God is good. He loves us. He gave us the perfect example of how we can feel, how we can receive it, and also then how we can overflow and give it. I was driving in today. Believe it or not, I was a little nervous to be up here. And like, ah, who am I, right? Devil. You're not good enough to give a message. So anyways, I was praying against him on the way in. And I just kept saying, thank you, God, for your patience with me. Thank you for your patience with me. I know I really haven't talked a lot about the other list, other items on the list, but I'm telling you it's because patience trips me up. <laughs> this is a really hard <laughs> list for me. So anyways, I was really thanking God for the patience that he has with me, that he, he allows me to just be myself, to come to him whenever I'm ready, and, like, it blows my mind that he just continues to be patient with me. Like, I would have been so over me, <laughs> like, years ago, you know? And he's just like, yeah, I love you, Amanda. I love you, Amanda. I love you, Amanda. <sighs> okay, God, thank you for loving me. So it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. That is a key. I, I wanted you to have this list so that you can literally put it up somewhere. I want you to see it daily. That's my hope for you, that you will see it daily and that it will talk to you some way, somehow, because this is God talking to you. The biggest thing that I really, it's my challenge to you. I want you to say, God always protects. God is trustworthy. God is hope, and God helps me persevere. These little statements, they pretty much trump anything that the enemy wants to throw at you. So anytime you're feeling that heaviness that we felt for a second, anytime that voice is coming into your head, you know, um, 
God, why, why am I about to lose my house right now? God always protects. He's going to provide and he's going to make a way for you. It might look different than what you expected, but he is going to look out for you. God is trustworthy. We got to remember that. And the best way to do that, I have found, is to just speak it. I trust you, God. I know you are trustworthy. I trust you, God. I know you are trustworthy. God is hope. Nothing else in this world is hope. God is hope. For me, my, my struggles, relationships, when things are going well, ooh, I'm so hopeful in this relationship. I feel so good about our future. La, 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 la. That's not hope. Hope is God. And that no matter what happens, I'm okay. And God helps me persevere. This world is not easy. It's not promised to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It probably hasn't been easy. But God gives us the strength, the guidance, the direction that we need to persevere through this world. God gives us the perseverance. He is strength. When we can't handle it, and I'm like, man, I, I just can't do it, God, he can. And he's going to give us exactly what we need to get through. This phrase here, it trumps everything that the enemy's got for us. So I really encourage you uh, to just get those words into your mind. Now I'm going to just read the verse one more time. And then I just want to want to pray about some of these things. And then just kind of let you guys sit with it. Let God talk to you about this list. Because I, I know that he's got that special message for each of you on this list. So love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Dear Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for who you are, God. You are the perfect example of love. Love is something that I know I have craved. I know everyone else here. We crave the love. And Lord, you are willing, able, and currently pouring your love out the perfect love that we've been in search for our whole lives. Lord, I just, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for the example that you give us. Lord, some specific people that I want to lift up right now because of my journey, because of my experience, Lord, I want to lift up all the young women who don't know you, who've been hurt by love, or what they thought love was. I pray, Lord, that you give them a, a new idea of what love is. Give them a new perspective. Heal their hearts 
from the hurt that's been caused to them. I pray, Lord, that you help them to have God-given confidence and worth. I pray, Lord, that you help them to move forward in a positive way, that they can feel whole and they can feel healthy. Lord, I lift up those who are struggling with addiction. Lord, it's a, it's a hard thing to face. And I pray, Lord, that you just free them from the pain. I pray that you free them from the lies. I pray, Lord, that you give them the physical and mental strength that they need to overcome. I pray, Lord, that you connect them with people who can love on them and not judge them. I pray, Lord, um, that you just help them to know that they are loved by you, that they are loved by people, that they matter and that they belong in this world and that they belong in this community. Lord, I pray for each and every single person in this room today. This checklist is such a beautiful gift that you've given us. And I know, Lord, that each one of us struggle with different things on the checklist. Lord, help us to overcome those struggles because we know that what we fail at and what we're not good at, you're perfect at. So I pray, Lord, that you just continue to teach us. We thank you, Lord, for your patience while you teach us, that you don't give up on us when we continue to fall. Pray, Lord, that you just help us to lay down old behaviors, help us to step forward today in new ways. Lord, give us the guidance that we need. Some of this stuff, we don't even know how to do it. I pray, Lord, that you just show us how. Change us, God, from the inside out. Lord, I love you so much, and I just I thank you for everything that you do. I welcome your presence right here, right now, and every day. I pray, Lord, that you help us to leave this room and help us to love well today. It's not easy to love, but you can teach us how. You can give us the strength. You can give us the answers. And so I pray, Lord, that you help us to do that. Help us to love well today. You are so good. You are trustworthy. You are a protector. You are a provider. You are strength. You are courage. You are confidence. You are giving. You're generous. You're understanding. You know our hearts, God. You know where we're at. You get us better than we understand ourselves. You're amazing, God. And we just thank you so much for who you are. I lift all of this up to you, Lord. I give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And I pray, Lord, that you just change hearts today. I love you. I thank you. In your name, amen. All right, guys, that is all. So you are dismissed. You have a great day. Thank you so much for, for joining me.